the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and I'm pushing this button, and it's just not going to work for me today at all. And so I'm going to push this one again, and there it is. There we are. Anyway, with us today is Nate from Strictly Diesel, and Nate's going to be my flying partner, and him and I are going to help you out. So if you have a diesel and you've been thinking about exhaust programmers, uh, an oil leak, um, a, a specific code that you can't get rid of the comp- get out of the computer, now's a good time. Absolutely. Now's a good time. 602-508-0960. We're going to do gas and diesel, but if you have a diesel and it falls within our, our your range, GM, the 6.6, six, the Fords, all the way through. All the way through. And the Dodges, there's only two, 5.9s and 6.7s. Yep, all the way through. Okay. Yep. So Nate's done a little bit of work when it comes to those kinds of, of car and uh, trucks, and uh, and you've been doing that how long? Since I graduated high school, okay. I date myself. Okay. Uh, so that was two years ago. It was two years ago, yeah. yeah. 90, 1990, wow. Okay. Yeah. So did you have the diesel in your blood in high school? No, not yet. That took about two years. Okay. Yeah. And did you go through auto mechanics class? I did, through Glendale Community College, yeah. All right. And is that what kind of kick-started your... It did. Okay. It did. I was... Uh, in a program that allowed me to do all all sides of the vehicle, mm-hmm. and I was working with the auto transmission guy, which I made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> being his helper, and then one day my shop foreman says, "You go do diesel," and I've been there ever since. So, okay. yeah, it's just a different smell. That's all. It's a different smell. That's it. Yep, that's it. It's yep. this, it's it's still combustion. It's still fuel. It's still compression. It's still valves. It's got all that stuff. It's just a different tailpipe smell. That's yep. all it is. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> and there's a little bit more torque and a little bit more power at the, on the diesel torque. side. Oh yeah, absolutely. And when they have pistons that are as big as man, as big around as a man's waist, then they're really big monsters. That's a big monster. Yeah, I don't touch those, but yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> so if you have a if you have a diesel question, or perhaps maybe there you're you're exploring some diesel options, a, a, a air filter change or an air box change, a programmer. Um, what can I do to fix this problem or anything like that with the diesel on the cars we talked about, the 6.6, the Ford, two Ford motors, and the two Dodge motors in the diesel uh, light passenger trucks, then we're home free. I'll even go back to the 6.5 or the 6.2 if you need to. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't that, forget about those. Uh, but. It, those pieces of you-know-what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And obviously, there's not many of you left that are going to go back to the six twos and the six six six. Is that what it is? No, six five. Six five. Yeah, Th- those yeah. were unbelievably bad. Those were General Motors' first attempt at they diesels. Were. They were. 
Is there any of them still on the road today? Yes, there are. We had one at the shop probably two months ago. So okay, yeah, six five. Are they difficult to diagnose, or once you understand the fundamentals, there is they're as easier or as difficult as the ones you got now? They're easier in my mind. Yeah, okay. the, it's fundamentals, and it's like you say, air compression power. You know, it's. It, What's the difference between, let's say, a new model GM, the 6.6, and the 6.5? Is it uh, uh, the injectors? Is it the timing? Is it the mechanical pump versus anything else? What What's the big difference? All the above. Okay. Uh, but the 6.5 is indirect injected, where it squirts into the cylinder head, actually, and the flame starts there. Okay. Whereas the Duramax is, and all diesels now, are direct injected. Okay. Yeah, where it's right into the cylinder. So. Okay, and and so that that one is going to squirt at the back of the intake valve, but it's going into the cylinder. But now with direct injection, it's kind of like we replaced the spark plug with an injector. Yep. And so we're going to spray r- diesel right into the yep. cylinder. Yep. So there, there's going to be air there because the, 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 we're still sucking air in. Yep. But w- we're going to atomize the fuel from direct injection, and that's what it means, direct injection. Yep. As opposed to having the injector like the throttle body gas motors where you have a throttle body, a carburetor, so to speak, on top of the intake manifold, and we're going to spray fuel into that area, and it's going to be distributed to the cylinders. Right. Now, the cylinders closest to it get a little bit more fuel than the cylinders furthest away from it. Yeah. But direct injection doesn't do that. Nope. The direct injection also has a computer that knows what the heck your foot's doing, so it knows the difference between a spray that sounds like this and when Nate's driving the car and it sounds like this, a fire hose. Yeah. Is that yeah, right? That's me. Yep. <laughs> it's Mark and Nate are driving their cars because their foot's on the floor or whatever. Exactly. And the yeah. computer's monitoring that load, speed, RPM, and it quickly looks at a chart and it says, if all of these are supposed to be here, then I better turn on the faucet 52%. Right. That's in a, in a, in a simplistic way. Simplistic way. Yep. Exactly. Okay, yep. and the byproducts of diesel is really not much, other than the black smoke that you're going to see on some hot rods. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and black smoke is overfueled. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe intentional, maybe not. I drove a stock truck the other day that clouded like it had 100%. James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> it had 100 percent over injectors, and it wasn't. It was just carboned up because we have this turbocharger that never gets used. So oh. when someone who puts their foot to the floor gets on it, I clouded the street, and that was the end of it. It was what, clear after that. What do you? That's it. You just go run the hell out of it. Run the heck out of it. Yeah. Yep. And it's really not a matter of speed. It's a matter of speed of the motor. Right. So you can pull it in in first gear or second gear, yep. and you can throttle up real hard at, yep. and stop at 45 and then come back yep. and then throttle up hard. So it's not like you got to go out in the freeway and do 100 yep. to clean it up. No. no. No, definitely not. It's all about the acceleration and the time you're doing it and where your foot's at. Yeah. So. Okay, so how long did it take you to clean that up? It was two accelerations. Seriously? Seriously, and it was clean. And you rattled the heck out of it. Now, how did you know it was clean afterwards? What what was gone? What, what? Well, the black smoke we spoke of is, is okay. no more. It's a, it's a clean, gone. clean exhaust. Yep. But um, what about all the houses you covered with all the carbon? <laughs> it was on, a, yeah, it was on our street, so there were a few vehicles that were covered. Oh. But, uh, yeah, no houses, no you, houses. What choice do you have? You don't. You have to do it, and you and you have to tell the customer he needs to do it. 
I do all the time. Yep. Yeah, you yep. need to you need to flog this horse more often than you have been. Yep, it needs to be flogged once a week. You need to put it to the floor when you're getting on a freeway. is a great place to exactly. do it. Exactly, it's perfect time on the on ramp. Just perfect throttle time. it to the floor, and 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 you're going to be doing 65 or a lot higher at the end of the ramp. I've had so many conversations with people with turbocharged diesels that say they use the low end and they can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. And I tell them it's the exact it's the exact opposite of that. You got to put your foot to the floor and you got to let it breathe. That's when a diesel's healthy. Yeah. Nowadays. Oh, they like it that way. They like it that yeah. way. Yeah. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you're inside the Phoenix area, that's the number. 602-508-0960. The toll-free number, if you'd like, is 888-960-9696. And obviously, this is KKNT 960, the Patriot. So that number, 888 I had somebody call me the other day, and they said, you don't need to give the toll-free number because we all have cell phones, so we don't pay for <laughs> for Arizona anyway. True. <laughs> and I said, you know, I but I still, there are people out there that, that want the, the free number. So anyway, 602-508-0960. I like the diesels because people spend happy money on their diesels. Tires, wheels, exhaust, air cleaners, um, uh, stuff like that. And so when they pick it up, they're happy. Exactly. It's not a sad thing where no. you're going to hand them a bill for $4,285 to do something to their diesel. This right. is kind of happy money. It is. It makes yeah. a difference. For sure. The last time you had a motor that just came in in a basket. We have one currently. And who did that, and how did it happen? It's a long story. I don't know the whole story, but it came from California. They moved. And the shop didn't know what to do with it, so they put everything in the back, and it got towed over. So you got a basket case. I got a basket case, And you don't even know what was wrong with it on the front end. They had a coolant leak. Okay. And they had the heads pulled off on a 7.3 of all motors that (laughs) the head gasket doesn't leak like that. Right. So, you know, yeah. So what are you going to do? Tell Uh, me what your plan is. We actually sold them a long block. Okay. Yeah. And then, then, folks, what he's meaning is the engine is in two parts. It's block and heads. And so he's gonna, you're gonna transfer the intake manifold and all the stuff that bolts to the motor onto this long block. Correct. And so you've eliminated the head gaskets, and if you set the intake manifold right, you've eliminated that from being a water problem. Sure. Sure. And so it's easy. Sure. But put together a basket case and hope everything's okay, or put an assembly in and be done with it. You know, it's it's all the better for the customer. Saves him time and money in the long run too. So. It's all better for the customer. It's all better for the customer. It saves us headache. Okay. And the customer. <laughs> okay. Let, let me take the other side of that, and I'm teasing you. I wouldn't do it any other way other than a long block. I am right. not going to accept the responsibility of an engine that's aspirating water. Right. Of an engine that's got a big problem, and I'm thinking I'm just going to go in there and fix it, and 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 I'll and you'll find out later that you didn't fix it. Then you'll start magnaflux and stuff, and you'll find cracks and all kinds of problems. I'm not going to live with that motor that somebody else tried to fix and couldn't. Exactly. So if you want me to work on your car, we're going to start with a long block, which is an engine block and heads and pistons included, cam and everything. Yep. And we're going to take all the sheet metal. On your motor, the valve covers, the intake manifold, the oil pan, and we're going to put it on this new motor. Yep. yep. And then I'm going to own the whole thing. Right. Yep. We can put a guarantee on it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. That's that's the tough part. Yeah. That's the tough part. And when you get into those kinds of, of what motor is it? 7.3. 7.3. Okay. And that's a monster anyway. Yes. 
that really is the the epitome, the top of the heap when it comes to muscles and brawn. Still is to the this day. Three. Still to this day. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what Alan did the other day that just really made me mad. He almost lost his job over this. What? Yeah. yeah he found a. Uh, it's a seven three in an excursion. Yep. Six a a, a three seat excursion yep. rear air loaded loaded loaded. Yep. And it was one of our customers, and he had said something to Alan that, you know, I think I'm getting ready to sell it. And our rule is you got to give them what they ask for. We're not negotiating. So Alan looked up all the tickets we did, and he called him and made him an offer. And he said, that's more than I, I would have taken, but I'll take your offer. And Alan says, fine. So he's put tires and wheels on it. He put some, some, he leveled it out and stuff. And it is a monster. I bet. It is. A, well, and then he's done all kinds of stuff underneath the hood. Yeah. It yeah. is a monster. Great trucks. Oh, gosh. What couldn't you pull? I think I could move Apache Junction to the west side with that, that talk on <laughs> excursion. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're great trucks. Yeah. It's impressive. A friend of mine has a, a 7.3 in a, uh, in a Dodge two-wheel drive one-ton in Payson. Really? Yeah. I know. I, I didn't mean that. It's a Ford. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. and it's a two-wheel drive one-ton. And and I think he wants to sell it. And I said to him, I think you'll have more buyers than you really think. The only bad thing is, you, it, it would have been nice to one time be a four wheel drive, but it's right. not. Right. So yeah, I know. I I know. I just said that the Dodge had a Ford motor in it. I didn't mean that. It's a seven three Ford. Seven three Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Good truck. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And if you have a car question about anything, we'll do gas. We'll do diesel. We'll do uh, the shop said this, we'll do the shop said that, or we're really good at arguments between husbands and wives. <laughs> and so if you call up, then you have to fairly represent the ar- argument between you and your spouse, and Nate and I will be happy to chime in. One of the parties won't be happy, but Nate and I, we will. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code BOOST for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BOOST for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BOOST. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. 
Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 19 minutes after the hour of uh, 10 o'clock. Nate from Strictly Diesel sitting here next to me. So we're talking diesels and hot rods and stuff like that. And before we go any further, I didn't pick up Bob at the tail end of the last segment. So I'm going to do Bob right now. Bob, thank you for holding. And what can we do for you? Morning, guys. So, you know, diesel engines were never widely accepted in cars in America. Mm-hmm. And maybe due to the Volkswagen diesel gate and the emissions that they could never really meet the emission standards. And now it looks like we're going to electric. So do you think it was really a missed opportunity that diesels could have been widely adopted into passenger cars? Well, I, I think that I don't think you're going to pull a boat to the lake in a Tesla. You know what I mean? I think there's always going to be a need for, for trucks of big gas motors and, and diesel motors because we're not going to be able to do a lot of things you're not going to be able to do a lot of things with with an electric car. And so I think there's always going to be around keep in mind that that we thought that we thought this what was the first diesel motor that came out the GM that 662 six, or 65? I th- believe the GM one, yeah. 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 And it was the biggest piece of crap that ever came out. Yeah. And 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 we all thought it would ruin the diesel market and it's, in fact it it enhanced the diesel market. And then Dodge and Chevy and Ford and everybody start coming out with stuff. So I don't think that, and besides that, diesels today have really clean exhaust. They do. Now, I don't know about you, but you can lie as much as you want, but I'm between 16 and 17 miles to the gallon on my Dodge. Are you close? I'm there with my Ford. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so really and truly the old days, we would have never seen anything other than single-digit fuel economy. Right. But today... With all the computers and all the activity going on, it's not uncommon. I'm running up to Payson and back to Payson, and I'm at 16 to 18 miles to the gallon. It, unless, of course, some Ford wants to race up the hill, and then I lose a fuel <laughs> fuel mile per gallon. But um, but no, it's it's it's. I don't think. But you're right. The Audi diesel was a huge mistake. Ford came out. Did Ford ever have a a passenger car kind of diesel? Chevrolet is the only one that does. The six, six two, six five. Uh, what was that? That was a five back in, liter. Back in the day, my dad owned an Oldsmobile with a six two. Okay, okay. That car was that was his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it has been a missed opportunity as far as the U.S. goes with with diesel and in cars. Um, but partly because I think they got a bad rap when they first came out with them, being that Oldsmobile and other early vehicles. You know, no question. Yeah. No question. So, missed opportunity, I think so, yes. And I th- also think that the vehicle emissions of a diesel, we're treating that upstream rather well with the particulate filter and the catalytic converter. So, no, what's coming is, out yeah. of, of the tailpipes of those are every bit as clean as gasoline cars as long as you aren't on the floor with the diesel. Because right. it has a, it will blow a little bit of black smoke. We'll have some particulates with that. But normal driving day to day without being on the floor, it's going to have it's going to have a clean as, as exhaust as a Lexus or in some of the other cars that are gasoline powered. Yep. yep. So, Bob, did that take care of it for you? Yeah, I mean, I just think I mean, the economy and some of those those early Jettas that had diesels and stuff. I mean, it was through the roof and stuff. No, you're right. We we agree with you. That was that was that was the really 
that's a bad time of our industry when the, the cars you, you talk about, diesel and, and some of those other ones, they were just miserable failures. And I, I don't know why they did it, and I don't know why they made such. Um, but, but even in gasoline cars, when we first came out and we went away from, we, we went to overhead cam, some of those cars were in the shop all the time for all kinds of problems. And right. when they put rubber timing belts on them, we had problems. So there is an evolution, but I think the diesel is going to survive. That's the end. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. You bet. All righty, Bob. Thank you very much. Frank, you're up next. How can we help you? Yeah. Um, I got a 2007 Toyota RAV4. Now, I was driving on the freeway, and it just, as soon as I got off the freeway, it just clunked out on me. Um, goes in gear, puts it in gear. Uh, but once it, you try to rev up and go into another gear, it just revs right back down, and I can't get it past two or three miles an hour. So is is this a, an issue of fuel delivery and power, or is this a transmission that's going into neutral? Can you rev I'm, the car up on can, a higher I can cam? Re- yeah, I can rev it. I can do all that, but as soon as I put it in gear, and the gear feels a little rough, too, like when I put it in drive or in reverse, uh, but it goes in it. And then uh, once I once I start, you know, giving it some gas, you know, it just goes up just a little bit, and then it revs itself right, right, right back okay. down. Not really a jerk, but it, it feels like a little bit of a jerk on that. So. Okay. Does it – I bet it's better first thing in the morning – right a little bit yeah and okay. and but i've been trying like this morning i got up and and like all right let's let's see it's been calm overnight let's let's check it out but um yeah it, it still started doing the same thing I was like so i'm i'm worried you know because in my head i'm playing a lot of thousands of dollars to, to do something to or it might be just something simple but okay. right now i'm just worried okay how many miles are on the car uh, two hundred and forty thousand. Has the transmission ever been worked on? Uh, it's never been worked on. We got it brand new. Uh, we've okay. changed fluids maybe once or twice on it. Okay. Um, two hundred. What it. did you say? Two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, just a lot under that, like two hundred and forty. Okay. I believe. So it's been around the world for eight, ten for- times. <laughs> Okay, it's been around the equator ten times. Now I can tell you right now, I am one hundred percent sure. Either the transmission has gone to transmission heaven, or it's low on fluid. All right. That's it. One of the two. I, the symptoms you have described are are going to be one of the two. Yeah. Well, I checked the fluid, and and it was giving me a, a good level. So okay. I'm thinking but, probably the other. Okay, but but you need to make absolutely sure, and the dipstick will tell you what it needs. Warm in park, warm in neutral, you know, or cold here. Right. Just make sure you're checking the fluid right now. When you pulled the stick out, was the fluid brown like engine oil? Uh, no, it still had a little bit of the a slight tint of. Pink, I guess. Or red, yeah, red. Pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just a little, just a little bit. I mean, I, it was getting to that darker, you know, oily. Okay. The only other thing I would do if I were you is, is I would add a quart of fluid to it, and I'll tell you why. The valve body is above the liquid level in the transmission oil pan, and then there's mm-hmm. a filter that's supposed to be submerged. Okay. Sometimes we develop a leak, and a hydraulic leak above the liquid level, which means it slips like crazy and doesn't go into gear. 
when you overfill it by a quart, it's an it's a diagnostic process. So you overfill it by a quart, and all of a sudden the son of a gun runs perfectly. Then everybody knows that we got an air leak above the fluid level, and all we have to okay. do in the valve body is go find it. All right. So all right. just well, that, add a quart of fluid good. and see what happens. What part of town do you live good. in? I live way in the west side, like 90, what, the Loop 101 and the 10, real yeah. basically? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I ha- I did have a, a great body, you know, place that I'd go, but they just closed down, so I'm like, I'm stuck. Okay. Well, you can go to MarkSalem.com, and I've got a list of what I believe to be the best shops in town. All right. And so Sounds if you want to go to MarkSalem.com, you can do that, okay? Sounds good. Thank you for, right. for the info. You bet. Thank you. It's the old things that the gray-haired guys taught me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I hung around with Mike and Leon from a transmission shop and since 1976. And they taught me those kinds of things. Overfill it. Why? Because I told you so. No, I need to know why. <laughs> and then I say, I'm driving down the road, and there's all this transmission fluid coming out of the dipstick tube. You put too much in it. Well, I thought if one quarter... <laughs> why don't you ever follow rules why don't you talk to my wife <laughs> you both have the same problem <laughs> anyway 602-508-0960 if you'd like to join us and have a car question it's free 602-508-0960 sitting next to me is Nate and he owns Strictly Diesel up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak he's been around he's been one of our go-to guys because I can always run something by Nate and there's times one out of ten calls he's calling me and it's usually to want to know what I had for lunch. Nine out of the ten, I'm calling him for a little bit of help. But Nate that runs a good, clean shop, and he's well-known for um, being fair and b- being honorable. So if your Ford is throwing all kinds of codes and it hardly go up the hill, um, Nate can probably talk to you about it, and you might or might be he might be able to get close to the diagnosis, but there is no... You can't possibly be firm on your diagnosis unless... Uh, the car's in front of you and you've had a chance to check it. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey, this is Allison Inferno, host of the new show, American Ammo. Catch me on 960 AM every Saturday, 2 to 2.30. We talk about local, AZ, and national policy, exposing the darkness and equipping you with truth and action steps to get involved. Sponsored by realtor Julia Rice with My Home Group. She believes in faith, family, and freedom. If you are a vet or a first responder, ask about a special discount. Contact Julia at 623-261-5956 or visit her website at juliarice.mydoorsoul.com. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took 
I am a United States Marine. PFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. Veterans, whatever you're going through, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the well, Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour. And uh, Nate from Strictly Diesel is sitting here next to me. And if you have a diesel question or a car problem, any kind of problem, we're not going to say we're not going to handle it. Or we're only going to handle diesel calls. We'll handle gas calls and motorhome calls and all that stuff. 602 Action Auto is right down the street from you at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom's a good guy. He's been around since 1983. And Tom and I met just before that. He was working for John Rang selling big engine analyzers. Oh, wow. And he was selling. I I bought there, and he bought the one that John Rang had, which was the something else. And um, I don't remember what the heck the name of that big it was, remember the customer said, put it on the scope and it'll oh, tell scope, you. Yeah. yeah. Sun or? Yeah. No, it wasn't the sun. Yeah. But anyway, um, I didn't buy the one that Tom um, that had, but we're still friends yeah. and, and have been for a long time. He, <laughs> and you know, he's as honest as the day oh, yeah. is long. He's a oh, great yeah. guy. And so if you're anywhere near um, I-17 in Deer Valley and you need your gas car taken care of, then uh, Action Auto Repair is a great place to go. Gene, thank you for calling. How can I help you? I have got a 2019 GMC with the Duramax diesel. Okay. Uh, it runs great, but when I slightly ex- or like moderately accelerate, there is a vibration behind the fire 
right by the firewall, behind, right in front of the, the passenger uh, area. I, I have not been able to track it down uh, uh, where it's at. It has nothing to do with the, uh, the the performance of the truck. The truck runs great, but it's just annoying. And I didn't know if you'd ever come across that where there's this, this, this vibration that's going on behind oh. there. Okay, now it's I, I like need where s- the overflow water, you know, the water reservoir is. Okay, in that I, area, I, I need to ask you some questions. This is kind of give and take. When you talk about sure. a vibration, um, that's a feel, and then then well, you no, also I don't t- feel it. It sounds like a sounds like a horn. It sounds like a tuba. Mm. So now it's a sound. Okay, sound vibration sound. I don't then, feel it in anything. Okay, for, stop, stop. This is give and take. This I ask questions and you, you answer them. Explain briefly exactly how you make it happen. Moderately accelerate. Not hard. If I go hard, it goes away. If I go real soft, it goes away. But just kind of moderately accelerate. You know, it'll happen every time. Go, Nick. Uh, possibly a boost leak or possibly an exhaust leak of some kind. And, and that is possible that it will not affect the operation of the truck, but it may be just enough to where you hear that and, and get the sensation that something's going on. And that would give you both. That would give you an audio, and also you'd kind of feel it in your skin. Right, right. And so um, that's something that, that most most guys could probably take a ride and have you demonstrate it. If you took my guy out and you were gone for 42 minutes, I'm going to be really mad at you, especially when the technician <laughs> said I knew what I it was in five minutes. So, but but, yeah. but I, I I've, think what I've you, heard, do, you, yeah. do you do you have a shop close by that you could take it to and say, don't do it on Monday uh, morning probably. or Friday afternoons, but you're going to do it when they're slow. Can you do that? Yeah, I'm I'm up at North Peoria, so probably uh, your your guy there, strictly diesel, would be the closest shop. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and again, Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are really busy. But um, and then if you take Nate to lunch, um, it's a little cheaper. But he eats like a horse. So and when you meet him, you're going to see that he's seven feet tall and and his hands are like tennis rackets. But uh, I I think I, I I think this is something that a seasoned gray-haired guy like ourselves is is not going to have any struggle with this whatsoever. Right. Right. Best thing. Stop by. We'll go for a road test. And we'll start there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Good luck. Thank you, Gene. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. On the other side of town, Thompson's. Thompson, Brian and Thelma at Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa, which is the only shop in Mesa that I endorse. Their families used to run mobile shell gas stations and shell gas stations back in the 60s and the 70s. These two young people married the Thompson and the Vivian family together. And I worked for one of the Vivians when I was in high school in 1968 at a Shell shell station at Broadway and Priest. So I've known those families since then, and they were always the head of the class. They had great operations. They had great mechanics. They had great people. They had great gas prices and everything. So when you have Brian and Thelma marry up those two families and have a car repair shop, keep in mind that Brian and Thelma have been around for a long time. So they were born and raised in the gas station business and awesome. the car repair. So if you're in Mesa, awesome. Thompson's is on Main Street in Stapley. And when it comes to uh, to shops in Mesa, um, he's the one that I suggest people go. So 
Anyway, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll take your call. The lines are wide open. There's five of them, and you're welcome to use them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Mike Gallagher explains why we need Trump. Trump has a record, a four-year record of accomplishments that we could stack up against any Democrat in the last 50 years in this country. Greatest president of my lifetime and yours. And, and the left knows it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Charlie Kirk at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was... Excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. 
Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. Nate from Strictly Diesel sitting here next to me, and we're going to take two calls in just a second. Uh, actually, yeah, three calls in just a second, but I want to tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. He's up near you, I-17 in Bell. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, they do really good work, and I can't tell you how many times I have sent a vehicle to him that had been given a huge estimate. I remember specifically a lady with a motor. She had been told twice she needed a motor, and Kurtz put an oil pressure switch on it. And what was missing on it is the engine rattle that would indicate low oil pressure. Right. She never had that. So I said, go to Kurtz and, and, and tell him I'll cover the first half an hour. And he calls back and he goes, I fixed it in the first half an hour. The riddle. But he's done that many, many times. He's honest, dependable, I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. Let's go to Tom. Tom, good morning. How can we help you? Morning, sir. Um I've got a couple of F-150s, an 07 and a 12, and I was wondering if you could recommend a shop up in Payson. Um, Coyote Automotive is the shop that um, my family has settled on in Payson. I want to tell you, though, the reason why I picked Coyote was this. We had a motorhome come to our shop in Tempe, and we put a differential in it. We didn't flood the hubs like we should have, and it only made it halfway to Payson. So it was towed to Payson, and it's it's my problem. So I called a couple of auto parts stores, and his name kept coming up as he paid his bill. He doesn't try our parts and put them on and then put them back in the box, and he's a good guy. So I asked him, would you bail me out? I'll have a new differential shipped. You install it. You flood the hubs and get the lady back on the road, and he did. And I paid full price for it, and I was happier than heck. And since then, he's done my mother-in-law's car, and, and I refer people to Dan at Coyote Automotive on Main Street. So that's my answer. Very good. I appreciate that. Thank you. You betcha. Thank you, Tom. Mason, you're up next. Mason, how can I help you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Hey, um, so I've got a 2002 F-250 7.3. Um, it's been a great truck for me. It's got about 230,000 miles on it. Um, but I, I'm from Payson. I end up being in the mountains quite a bit. I've noticed recently when I'm at elevation and it's cold, you know, 30, 40 degrees, even not that cold, I cannot get that thing to start. I've really got to turn it over, and it's got to be plugged in or I can't get it to start. Wait a minute. Nate's got both of his hands in the air. He's got both <laughs> of his hands in the air. Nate, take it away. Uh, still a great truck at that mileage. But 7.3 has been notorious for altitude with starting issues, whether they were brand new or even now at your mileage. Um, I I tell people all the time that starter may be slow now at 230,000 if you haven't had it replaced already. The battery cables show their age at this time. High resistance, what have you. Batteries, make sure they're spot on. But the biggest thing with the 7.3 is the glow plug. uh, you, You might have a module, you might have a relay, but the glow plug module or relay, and then the glow plugs themselves, could not be lighting like you think they're supposed to be. Um, over time and mileage, the tip doesn't light anymore. It actually lights up behind the tip, which is in the head, which doesn't help with cold starts. So you may have a number of things wrong, unfortunately, but anyone who's good with a 7.3 should be able to figure it out for you. 
Um, Could he use a temperature gun and gun the uh, physical um, glow plug where the connection is, where the electrical connection is? Could he gun that, and would that tell him anything with the temp gun? You'd have to have the valve covers off, and it's kind of okay. Never mind. Kind of involved. You're yeah. right. That yeah. was a stupid yeah. question. I, uh, I changed out the injectors at 180, and okay. I I did the glow plugs at the same time. Okay. So I I wouldn't think it was the glow plugs. It certainly could be, but. Maybe a relay, like you're talking about, or something. Yeah, a relay or a if, module. If the possibly. glow plugs and if the if the glow plugs are working like they should, do you think I should be able to fire it up when it's cold at elevation like that? Yes. Oh yeah, for yes. sure. Okay. But that being said, okay. you know, with the, are the batteries in perfect shape? Are the cables delivering voltage like they're supposed to and amperage? Is the starter spinning oh. freely like it should? You know, just some of the things we see on the hard start problem involve more than just the glow plugs. It's it's other things. Another quick point, right. um, if you still have the original IDM or injector driver module, you may want to think about replacing that also just for the fact that the injectors tend to be lazy uh, because that module's not firing those injectors like it's supposed to. So higher mile. That's uh, an improvement you can you can afford to pay for, and it's well worth it. And, and yeah. they'll typically, that will be, the customer goes, wow. And, it is. And, um, and, and, and they like it that. Is. The I mean, how much? How much is a relay? Thirty bucks. Okay. I yeah. mean, really, just go go to the auto, go to the Napa Auto Parts store and order a relay for it, a, a glow plug relay, and plug that thing in. And after that, a, a test light does wonders for checking this too. I mean, he could put a test light on either pole of the relay, turn the key on, and do you have voltage on both sides? If you don't, there's your answer. Okay. You know. And another thing he could do is when he's cranking, he could have his wife take a voltage reading from one of the two batteries yeah. and it better not drop below 9.6 but Correct. we would really want it still to be up in the tall 11s yes and if the battery's dropping down below 11 that could easily be your glow plug problem because you already alluded to that right right and so the electrical system and the ability of the alternator to recharge the, the ability of the battery to maintain the charge w the a fully charged battery is 13 volts 13 so when you get him in the, up in the morning Boom, you put your your pigtails on either battery, doesn't make any difference, and you better be in the vicinity of 12.5 to 13. Yep. And right. when you start it up, there's no question it's going to go to 13 because the alternator is going to bring it up to 13 and maybe even higher than that 14. Well, well, and on that note, yes, check the charging system once it's running, but if it's cold, give it two minutes for the alternator to take over because the glow plugs are draining that system while they're on for that two minutes, especially at altitude. Thank so, you for that, because yeah. you're right, and yeah. I, I, I didn't put that gap in there. That's all right. <laughs> no, That's no, right. no. That's why we work well together. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so I got the answer a, one is, more is, quick question for okay. you. Okay. Yes, sir. And this could probably, you know, be the answer with a quick Google search, but I figured I'd ask. Um, if you so say you know, Google or YouTube, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um when I turn my key on, you know, I get the little swirly that tells me my glow plugs are on, and then it turns off. Um, yes. When that, when that indicator turns off, are my glow plugs still on? Great question. Yes, they are. Now, okay. that being said, if you're at 200 degrees, no, they're not on anymore. It doesn't need the glow right. plugs at that point. But on a cold start first thing in the morning, you could let that wait to start light go out and wait to start it for another 30 seconds. Those glow plugs are still on. So, okay. just because the light goes out doesn't mean that... We've lost power to them. Exactly, okay. exactly. Like I alluded to, on a cold start situation, especially in the mountains, I guarantee those glow plugs are on for two minutes. 
That's that's like Ford's timer, the max timer that those glow plugs are on. So so he could turn the key on, and he could wait for a minute or so, and if all of a sudden he finds out that a minute to a minute 30, it fires up, then it's really cold up there. Now, if, or if you're up in the mountains, I was just telling Nate during one of the breaks, I'm in Payson, and we had almost a month of mornings of 11 degrees. Yeah. And even my Dodge struggled starting up in the morning. And, of course, it's never seen. I went outside, and there was all the ice was off the truck because the truck shivered all night long because how cold <laughs> it was. And it had never seen 11 degrees in its life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and even my Dodge, it, it didn't go, <clears throat> it went, <clears throat> And, and it took a minute. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, try that. All right, you guys. Really appreciate it. You okay, bet. Mason. Hey, and let us know if we guessed right, because you didn't pay anything for our guesses. You understand that, right? <laughs> so right. If, you, if, if you want, you can email mark at marksalem.com, and I'll share it with uh, Nate. Mark at marksalem.com. Thank you very much, Mason. JR, you're next. How can we help you? A quick question about tools. Uh, these batteries smaller battery jump starters i've seen a, a person i didn't notice it but they're you know they were about maybe uh, what a foot by six inches there's different styles is there one that you prefer that a, a person should just keep in their car uh you know have it ready to go in case you need a jump starter to help somebody uh that that you know works pretty well and it's not too expensive both of us um, know exactly what you're talking about. Both of us have those in our inventory. <laughs> both of us use those on a regular basis. <laughs> and, and both of us, I don't know, do you have one in your truck? I don't have one in my okay, truck. Okay, I no. carry one in my truck. Yeah. Um, and I plug it into the cigarette lighter in the back seat. Okay. And so it's it's charged all the time. But I know what it won't do, a cold case tractor. <laughs> it will not crank over that diesel on a cold case tractor. The answer to your question, what brands are you using? Probably the same one you are. I can't think of the name of it. I can't I can see it. But it's I in a black zipper bag. Yeah, exactly. And there's a push button on it that if you're really low batteries, you hit the the the, yep. the button, yep. and it, it, it says, okay, I don't see the voltage, but I'm going to give you all I got. Right. I want to tell you something. Those are expensive. They Those are. are really expensive. They're a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. But I'm, with, the only thing it wouldn't start was the tractor. It started my Volvo with an M11. Wow. It started it with no problems. Wow. So um, the... But I also want to tell you that there's some at Walmart, dependent on the amp hours, you're looking at the amp hours, there's some at Walmart and some of the places like that that do a good job on a gasoline and will do a good job on a four-cylinder. But the diesels are a whole different animal. We need a little bit more electricity. So, yes, we have them. Yes, we have them in inventory. Yes, we take them with us when we go out of town. Um, yes, we have them in our own personal trucks. But And they are, it's it's a nice it's a set of jumper cables, but you don't have to find another car because you've got the battery right. and the jumper cables. They're, they're, they're right. a good I investment just, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I just thought maybe there was a – well, now you told me the options of looking. I, I'll just price them around somewhere about $70, $80. Should be a good quality one for gasoline engines primarily is what I'm dealing with. Well, only that I'm dealing with. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look for that. I, I just uh, – they've been really helpful in the last couple of weeks. Who, yeah, what's important as well is the amp hours they, of the battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're gone. I mean, they're they they're about a couple of years beyond their expiration date too. So those are getting get replaced. But boy, the battery prices sure have jumped up. Good lord, I couldn't believe how much batteries are now. But I guess they're only going to go higher anyhow. So if you need <laughs> um, one, I guess get one now. Let me let me give you the good news. Okay, M- much 
a very giant percentage of our parts that we install in your car are made in China. Yeah. All right. The car that it's sold from China to somebody who's going to transport it to the United States, and then from there it's going to go into a warehouse, and then it's going to go to a distributor, then it's going to go to an install or to a jobber, and then from there it's going to go to an installer, and then it's there. It's going to go to you. Okay. The overwhelming ninety percent of the profit in that part stays in the United States <laughs> because it was built for really dirt cheap. It's a good part, but it's stepped on five or six or seven times once it gets into the United States and everybody makes money. I'm the jobber who's going to install it in your car. So I'm going to pay the the warehouse and the warehouse is going to go to the WD and the WD is going to go to the transporter. So everybody makes money on it. But yes, right now this is an issue, and we're we're struggling with a lot of different parts that are out there on boats that haven't come in yet. So oh, I hear you. Okay. Well, thank you much. Have a great weekend. Thank great you, Jay. Excellent. Thank you very much. Bye bye. And let's just talk really good about another shop that I really, really like is Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. Been around since 1967. When you walk in the door, you're going to meet Ellen. Bob is in the shop along with Jeremy. They are really good shop, and what they bring to the table is is they bring um, experience because Bob is older, gray-haired guy, and then the young buck is there too. And what really is impressive is is the work that they do together. Here's my story. It was a BMW. It had water leaking out behind the glove box on the passenger side feet. The estimate was $3,300. The customer called me, the listener called me, and I said, where do you live? And they said, close. And I said, take it over there and have Bob do it. Have him look at it and just give you a price. But don't tell him the price. Just tell him. They said that it was a heater core, and I'm not going to tell you the price because I want you to bid it. Right. So Bob calls me up, and he goes, I fixed it. And I said, oh, what you what'd you bid it at? And he goes, I didn't bid it. I just fixed it. And I said, what'd you fix it? How'd you fix it? And he goes, the drain in the evaporator case was plugged up. <laughs> and the evaporator case was full of water wow. from the air conditioning system sweating. Yeah. So he says, we just stuck a, like we all do, stick a coat hanger up the drain, and all of a sudden, all yeah. this trashy water comes out, and yeah. we're done. Yep. And I said, what'd you charge? And he goes, well, I charged him $312. And I go, what? And he goes, well, that their checkout charge was 312 <laughs> He says, I think I charged him $75 to clean it all up. But he also took... Um, electric blowers and put them on the ducts to blow the water backwards out the drain. Oh, wow. That was cool. I thought, I said I would have just duct taped all the air conditioning vents and used compressed air to blow it out. But anyway, he said, I needed to make sure that there wasn't going to be any more plug-in. I needed to get all that stuff out. So anyway, it was less than $100. Wow. And somebody else had bid it for $33. So um, they're good people. They're at Harker's 38th Avenue Indian School, Bob and Ellen, and I'm proud to recommend them. Okay, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Nate, diesel expert. Mark, expert in very little other than radio and hitting my marks. But 602-508-0960, and we're happy to help you. Again, one more time, 602-508-0960. Mark and Nate at your service, and we'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.